Let's go, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to episode 11 of the Founding Fellows podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, Zach Rainsford, joined by Braden Hind and the one and only Brendan McKenzie, BMAC, BizMac. What's up, BMAC? Hi, thanks for having me, boys. It's been a, been a long journey to get on this uh, potty, but I'm glad I'm here. It's nice to talk to you boys, finally. It's exciting to have you on, and uh, for the listeners, you are currently still a, a pro hockey player. Is that is that the case? Uh, trying to right now. Um, it's been kind of hard with COVID going on. Uh, you know, been trying to get out to Sweden, but everywhere's on pause right now. Some of the leagues are just finally getting going. So, so how about you give us a, a rundown of the last, say, three, four years of your playing career? Just oh. uh, why don't you start with when we were living together? How about that? Okay, so that was a journey. I was playing junior A out in Windsor when I was living with Zach, and I actually got cut from this team because his coach just didn't like me for some reason. And the team only had like 10 players on the team to begin with. Dude, do you remember? Me. You remember I sold him gear for like three times what I paid for it? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You, you, you got him back, which was good. Fleeced him. Guy was a complete tool, and so he caught me. So I wasn't playing anywhere at all. So I came back home. I moved back home, and I started playing illegally, and uh, <laughs> in in, a, in like a U eighteen league. Um, How old were you at the time? Oh, I was I was 20, 21. <laughs> I just turned twenty one. I was playing in a U eighteen uh, prep league. You're and short I, though. How'd, so. you even, how'd you do that? How'd you pull that off? Oh, so I just had to put on a fishbowl and I had to make sure I shaved my face every every game before we went out there. Go to tournaments, I had to shave my face. I so did you light that league up? Oh yeah, I lit the league up. I probably had like 90 points in like 20 games. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was uh, I'm probably the only kid on the team or in the league. Wait, adult, you mean? Stuff. You mean adult on the league or on the uh, team? <laughs> yeah, the only yeah. adult. Old enough to go out and have a beer after the game. So. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that, that, that was something but um yeah so played there and uh, i got the next following year i made a junior a team back here got first line minutes lit it up put up some points and i got noticed overseas so i went overseas <laughs> overseas hockey is completely different though man like it was just crazy it's something i've never seen before how so like give us some examples here oh so Canada hockey is like all physical like everyone's just you when you picture Canadian hockey it's you're not getting anything easy right like it's always physical everything you get to Sweden man you even touch a guy that are going down like they're shot like it's like watching soccer like it, it's it's ridiculous and the refs just hate Canadians over there too so Dude, like, you must have had a million pims oh I, I had I led the league in penalty minutes and I only played 13 <laughs> games yeah it was ridiculous the refs just didn't like me too much out there so and what what team are you playing on uh it was called bonus bonus is any uh like good prospects come out of that uh, organization anybody anybody cool anybody notable not that i know of no but wasn't uh, there one guy that was sick they, they, he played like div three then and then he went up to like the elite league he was like there before uh, you there- wasn't he yeah, there was a guy. I, I don't remember his name. I remember the guys telling me, but that just the language barrier was so hard to tell, like, sometimes what they mm-hmm. were talking about. But, yeah, the, I'm pretty sure there was a guy that went up to the Elite League. But, yeah, I don't remember his name. Did you pick up any Swedish? I did, but only swear words. Only dirty oh, words. <laughs> just give us a couple. Don't tell us what they are. Just give us a couple. Yog kunalar di mamma. <laughs> so something about my mother yeah sounds like mother yeah yeah <laughs> you leave my mother out of this so okay I, dude i just pulled up your elite prospects yeah, yeah uh 
so 2019, 20 year play for Bolnas over in Sweden, 13 games. Guy has nine tucks, six apples for 15 points over point per game. I don't know how you managed to do that considering you had 145 pimps in yeah. 13 games. Oh, and I was suspended a couple times too. Dude, you're 5'7", 154. That weight is a lie, and that height probably is a little iffy too. No, he's but... not a lie anymore there, buddy. Oh, Did the yeah. Pogos it... finally get to you? <laughs> oh, yeah. The Pogos, yeah, that's what it was. But it's... yeah, no. Well, that's all you ate when you were living yeah. with me, just strictly, <laughs> strictly Pogos. And you yeah. want to go to a grocery store, you go to Shoppers Drug Mart to get them. <laughs> <laughs> it was in walking distance, man. <laughs> <laughs> Grind don't stop. Do. <laughs> so you talked about wanting to go back to Sweden and you have over a point a game last year in Div 3. Yeah. Before we go to that, you ended up coming back to North America. Why did you come back? Oh, so I had visa issues trying to go back to Sweden. Did you max so, it out or what? No, no, no. So what happened was in Sweden, you're only allowed 90 days there, 90 days off. But they didn't describe that to me when I went over there. So I flew into Sweden and I was in Swedish customs and the guy was just like, what are you here for? I'm like, oh, I'm here to see my girlfriend. And he's like, oh, that's fucking bullshit. Put your teammate down, down in security already. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. So I'm like, wait here. So I waited for like two hours, and I kept calling the team to try and help me out. They wouldn't do shit, but whatever. And they couldn't do shit. And so then I slept in the airport for eight hours on a freaking couch by myself watching the leaf game on my phone at 4 a.m. <laughs> uh, they, they shipped me off to London. So I was in London for a couple of days. Like I, the closest flight I could get was three days later. So I just like England. Like, yeah. And at the time I had a massive cold, so I didn't even leave my hotel room in London. So I was just, I was in London. Probably had coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I, I probably could have, to be honest, but yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Then I came back and that was it lost my bag on that flight too so i didn't see my clothes i had no clothes in london i had no change of clothes for four well you have your flip-flops yeah i have my flip-flops this guy's for the (laughs) listeners that don't know bismack he's worn the same pair of flip-flops for about uh, dude how long have you had those oh they're gone now but what i had i had them for like six years yeah wow and you wore them every day too like oh yeah no matter what you were doing like if you're going if you're walking to shoppers at in the middle of january it's snowing flip-flops 100%. 100%. Oh, yeah. Did your girlfriend well, make you toss them? Right? <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, my dad my dad tossed them when I wasn't looking one day, so oh. yeah, those disappeared. <laughs> That's tough. So how did you end tough, up playing yeah. for the Mentor Icebreakers? Oh, so when I was back, I was just sitting around doing nothing for like two months, like literally just... It wasn't a U16 league you could play in? No, no, no. This one was an actual pro league. They paid you and everything, but... um. Yeah, I was. I just started messaging teams. Next thing you know, this one team was going through hell. Traded all their players. Their coaches were they got fired. Whatever. So this coach comes. How soon can you be there? I was like, I could be there tomorrow morning if you want me to. This was like seven o'clock p.m. on a Sunday, <laughs> and he goes, Okay, get here for tomorrow's practice. I go, Fuck. Dude, so you're you're messaging these co- like DMing them or like what? Yeah, no, I I was messaging the league like the team websites and stuff. Okay. Trying to get out there. That's a grind, and, dude. Good for uh, you. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, get out here. So I get that. My dad drives me down, six-hour drive on the Monday. It's in Ohio, practice. Right? Yeah, Cleveland, just outside Cleveland. Oh, I love Cleveland. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was awesome. But get there, skated three practices with them. Next thing you know, I was on the team. That's yeah, sick. Was, and you were point yeah. per game there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My first game, actually, was 
technically a four point, four, uh, five point game, but the ref didn't see two, uh, three of the goals go in. Two of them went back bar, and one of them went across the line. And we had video footage, and they, there's no instant replay in this league, so like they were in. So it was like a, it was like a five point game. You got and, fleeced. Yeah, you know, oh yeah, I got fleeced hard. But yeah, league was pretty awesome. I like that one better than the Swedish league, to be honest. Why is that? Um, Language. Uh, that and it was more my type of style of play. Like it was a lot more physical. I could get into it. <laughs> yeah, you didn't get as many penalties in that league. You only yeah. got. Uh, well, let me pull it up here. You only got eight he pims. Knows, eight yeah. pims in six games. That's not really up to your status quo there. Oh yeah, well, because I would have got my shit pumped. Sorry for the language there, but. <laughs> That's a tough league that you're playing in the Fed. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a real tough league. Uh, this one game actually, I chased down a guy and I ran him like ran him hard. And next thing you know, this big ass fighter comes in, trying to fight me, and he's like, "Let's let's go, let's go." I'm like, "No, no, 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 I'm not going." You, I have four. <laughs> a, I have a picture of it. There's four of these guys, like fighters, surrounding me in front of my bench, like in a circle, like trying to fight me. One guy grabs my stick and stomps it in half. And like, yeah, so I'm like sitting there, I'm like, shit, what am I gonna do? I go to the box, man, and the fans are just pouring beer on me in the penalty box, like <laughs> over the glass. Like oh. they have like four thousand fans in this rink. Like they're just inbreds, inbreds, huge inbreds, <laughs> like ears out to here, no tea. And they're just pouring beer on me. I'm like, holy shit. Do you ever get into yeah. it fan? Like you start beaking them or what? I, oh, I was chirping to one of them. I I made this guy shut up pretty good, but no, yeah. because you were trying to drink his beer. You're like, yeah, a little, little to the left, a little to the left. <laughs> uh, yeah, we were losing pretty bad at the time. So, like, I, I was trying to, obviously. Um, but, yeah, I got on the ice, and the rink was dead silent at this time, and this guy's just hollering at me from the bench. You're dead. You're dead, nine. You're dead. You step on the ice, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, so luckily I had a buddy on the other team, and he, he told the coach, he's like, I'll go fight him because I so that buddy doesn't murder him over yeah. here <laughs> that's, a, that's a good guy move yeah but I, I didn't end up getting back on the ice my coach looked at me and he said if i put you out there you're gonna you're gonna get murdered so you're not going back <laughs> that's a good coach like, as well yeah. i know i looked at him i said thanks i appreciate it <laughs> did you really like destroy this kid like how badly did you die oh oh like i ran him hard and then like i just he was i have a picture of it actually of me like targeting the head <laughs> oh, yeah it was it was bad <laughs> not my brightest moment but Man, the thing with like this league too is that it's just grinders, eh? Like it's big oh. guys. You went from being the tallest guy in your U18 league at the age of 21 <laughs> to, the, to the smallest guy in your pro league. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was crazy, man. Like there were some tough bastards in this league. Like you even look at them the wrong way, they're, they're going to jump you. Yeah. Like there was this one team, I even just kind of like skated through the crease and the goalie stuck his leg out at me and I took out the goalie. And this guy. Sure, that's just, what happened. No, it actually was. And this guy jumped me, jumped me right in front of our bench. And our whole bench was like trying to get over at this. Oh man, it was crazy. But yeah, the guy was probably like 6'4", 230 pounds. And he jumps me. (laughs) So he's got like about eight to 10 inches on you and probably like 80 to a hundred pounds. Oh, easily. Yeah. And he's just like laying on top of him and punched me in the back of the head. I'm like, this is, this is not going well. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God for coach. Did I win that one? Did I win that fight? (laughs) Believe it or not, we got a five minute power play out of it though. Somehow. There you go. Team player. Yeah. (laughs) So, so you said that there, the leagues aren't back up and running and they're just starting to come back up, especially in in Europe. So where are you eyeing to go, go to next? I know you like the FPHL, but is, is Sweden going to be up and running first? 
Um, while Sweden was going to get running again, they did start again, but they got locked down again because cases went back up. So it's not looking like they're going to get going again this year. So pretty much the eyes on the prize for next year. Um, I'm undecided where I want to go. I kind of want to go up to Sweden, but it's got to be a higher division. Um, I also want to go back to the Fed next year. I like the Fed a lot more. So, so you think you you can have a chance at Division Two after putting up over a point per game in only thirteen games though in, in Sweden? I do, yeah, I honestly do. I'm gonna have to cut those pims a little bit. Oh yeah, it's that, slightly detrimental. <laughs> that didn't help me too much, yeah. But yeah. And you mentioned you were playing over here, and then you got interest from Europe. So, can you just tell the listeners kind of how that works? So, how are you approached? How does the dealings kind of go down? So, it's weird. So, most most players. The league I played in was in like a the outlaw league they called it in Ontario, so there's a lot of Europeans, so there's a lot more recognition overseas for that league specifically. Um, it was easier to get out there. Most kids aren't looking to go to college in that league; they're looking to go overseas. So like, mm-hmm. their all star games they have two games. It's a pro all star game and a college all star game. So kids looking to go pro, they go to the all star game for that one and college one, etc. Anyways, they. Um, so yeah, they would, they'd have coaches there already coaching in the league or scouts would come over and watch or just, just actual coaches that have played overseas had contacts and they'd reach out for me specifically. It was one of my coaches had reached out to this Europe, like wherever he knew, whatever, blah, blah. And they were looking for players and they had looked at my stats and they just called me over, but that's basically how it worked for me. Okay. Okay, that's exciting. I actually didn't. I never really knew how the process worked. Obviously, yeah. playing just in Wind Vegas there at uh, the university. <laughs> we didn't have many prospects. There's not yeah. many scouts at our games. Yeah, but those law school games were always fun, eh? Oh, oh I hated those uh, guys <laughs> so much. The, the issue was they were like, dude, they they were pulling a Bismack. They were thirty year olds playing in a basically like <laughs> a, a U21 league that was intramurals. Like, yeah, and then and, we had BJ on our team that couldn't yeah. see, <laughs> so it didn't help. When he took a coaching position with our squad, uh, things got a lot better. Oh, he did that, eh? I didn't know that. Yeah, he did. He moved on, he moved on to the bench. Uh, He'd suit up, too. He'd suit up. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I remember BJ in warm-ups. So I was a goalie for Win Vegas, and BJ in warm-ups would just sit on the – just a little bit in from the half wall, and he just call for the puck. He'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 yeah," <laughs> and he just try and rip one timers just the entire warm up. Everyone's doing like the horseshoe around him and stuff, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 yeah." <laughs> I remember this one time we were playing, and I was on a break one on one with this guy, and everyone on the other, both our team and the other team were stopped in our own zone. And I hear this guy hollering at me. I look behind it's BJ. He's, <laughs> he's, he's still at our own blue line. He goes, goes, goes biz, 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 wait, wait, wait. So I'm literally stopped in their zone with the puck, just sitting there. And the guy's like waiting there. I, I remember that play. And he comes in and he, he, he misses the one timer. He hits it. And it's like a little muffin on net. It goes off this guy's leg and in the net. So <laughs> everybody had a a face planted into the ice (laughs) gets up and he goes i scored (laughs) it was the funniest thing i've ever seen in my life dude i think he had two goals that game because 
Somebody, we had a, one of our D-men sh- took a point shot and it went off his ass. Oh, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did. He, he had a two-goal game. Yeah, he did. He would have had a hat trick, actually, but he shot one off my leg and it missed the net. I was just standing in front of the net and he had an empty net. Instead, he shot it at my leg and it missed. He <laughs> wasn't used to that much time and space. Yeah. yeah Speaking of D-gen teammates, though, did you have any D-gen teammates out in, uh, in either Sweden or down in Ohio? Oh. Huh. You got some stories? Yeah, there's a couple. We had a couple of bar nights where we'd go out as a team and <laughs> first night out, just meet this new guy, awesome guy. We're out there and we're all drinking and some Swede just like, I guess, pushed him kind of like lightly down the stairs as we're walking out like the, with the crowd. And Buddy just loses it on the Swede. Like the Swede has a ponytail. Everything. <laughs> and in Sweden, that's like considered normal, right? Like you're, Yeah, yeah. Like a little tap, like whatever. Like in France, man, like it's like a wrestling match in the bars. Yeah. Yeah, like no, like they were just they just didn't know anything else. Yeah, like they're not yeah. used to people trying to fight them for it. And Buddy turns for Hank goes, "I'll fucking sorry for excuse my language. <laughs> I'll rip your I'll rip your ponytail off, buddy." Like next thing you know, we're first night out in Sweden and we're getting in a fight on the stairs in the bar. <laughs> <laughs> and all these people are going, "Yeah, these are the new boneless Canadian players." Like, right, that's what we need. <laughs> everyone knowing we're in a fight our first night out, but yeah. That was, that was probably the most craziest story we had there. But, yeah, besides breaking the roof a couple nights in our, our apartment area that we lived in, just from drinking and being idiots, destroying the roof, the roof would come down. Like, it was, like, this old white tile, and it would just smash all over the floor. <laughs> Asbestos everywhere. <laughs> oh, yeah, man, this place was nasty. It was like an old bomb shelter. Like, it was crazy. Like, there was no windows in this place. Like, each room had, like, 18 bunk beds in it. <laughs> the mattresses were thin, and, like, you would triple them up, and you would still feel the bars from the, the bunk bed in your back. Like, oh. oh, man. Like, it was crazy. Like, it was just terrible. So, that's uh, not very – doesn't sound like a very National League experience. Uh, no, You know, all. the bomb shelter, <laughs> the bunk beds. <laughs> Have you been watching any uh, National League hockey here? What do you think of the, the start have. of the season so far? We're a couple couple of days, a couple of games in now. Oh, I don't know. I, I feel like it's been sloppy right now, just getting back. It hasn't been really. Yeah, the Leafs look brutal. Yeah, like, man, I think this is their year, but, like, they're not showing much right now. Robertson going down doesn't help. Robertson, f- first game, gets hurt. That's got. How long is he out for? I just got his card in hut fired up. I, I, I have no idea, actually. Um, they were supposed to do the MRI yesterday. Um, get back. They had to put Spets on waivers. I saw yeah. that just so that they could get someone else called up. I was hoping well, they the lost pick him up. Yeah. <laughs> Yo. Yes. So his agent said that he would retire if if someone picked him up, which <laughs> which is pretty smart on their plate because if they, that is if, so smart. They they said if he, uh, someone had picked him up, he would just retire, so they'd have to terminate his contract, and then he would just resign with the Leafs again like a, a week later. Which is yeah. Like, no one's gonna waste a waiver claim on that too. Yeah. Then, yeah no, he's gonna retire. Exactly. Yeah. So. Like you could try calling his bluff, but that guy's got so much money in the bank. Like, what's yeah. he have to? Oh yeah, he, he literally lose. came like, out and said he's he doesn't want to play anywhere else in Toronto. Yeah, he's not moving anywhere else. So. Guys, guys on crack apparently. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Toronto the cracks too good for him, eh? <laughs> But, Nothing yeah. on the Windsor crack, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't know, so. <laughs> I'm not saying I've dabbled either, but I've seen the, the hooligans who do. You guys are crack. My back alley. Uh, you, there's definitely the some, some crackheads in the, uh, oh, yeah. the neighborhood right that across, we lived in in Windsor. Oh, yeah, right across from Leopard Strip Club there, eh? <laughs> 
<laughs> just down the road. Just down the road. I actually road. saw that on a documentary the other day. I was watching the Bob Probert. Oh yeah, Leopards is in it. And they went right down the street. I'm like, all oh, memories, man. Memories. <laughs> is your uh, is your picture is your hockey DV pick still hanging in Leopards? Oh, my hockey DP pick. No, yeah. was it ever? <laughs> I don't think so. No, if anything, it would have been uh, Studio Four. <laughs> oh, that one's great. Actually, free. I actually never went to that one. I oh, never went free to that hot. One. Oh man, they gave you free hot dogs with a lap there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> you scumbag. <laughs> He max like he found that out. He's like, I don't have to go to shoppers anymore. Yes. <laughs> he still wore the football. Like, still. He still like wore that, the football. Yeah. That pogo's walked. got a little more expensive. It's Tony Apogo now. <laughs> and he walked all the way to Studio Four like an hour because he didn't want to take an Uber. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, I actually learned that one from BJ. So, but uh, what do you think of the Habs flying start here? Yeah. Just, they can't stop scoring. Uh, I I don't watch the Habs too much. Um, not a big fan of the Habs. They just obviously. put the thrashing oh. down on uh, McDavid and the Oilers. Yeah, you know, kind of shitty for me because I just picked up McDavid like, in yeah. fantasy hockey, but that trade was brutal. Okay, BMAC, we're uh, we're in this fantasy hockey league keeper league. So you know you know what a keeper league is for fantasy, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I keep... didn't know what a keeper yeah, yeah, league yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I heard you Five didn't. Years. So you keep uh, <laughs> you keep two guys year in and year out, and Hind. Yeah, yeah. He made a trade with Nick Reed for. Uh, do you, do you have the trade there, Braden? You yes. picked up McDavid. Yeah, so I traded uh, – Same. What was the trade? I traded Braden Point, uh, Vasilevsky, Tony D'Angelo, and Yamamoto for yeah. McDavid. Who you De- just – you picked Yamamoto up on waivers about 20 minutes prior to the trade too. So it was like <laughs> – McDavid, Debrinket, Grizzlick, and Yari. Oh, my God. I thought it was a, it's a pretty fair yeah. trade. I think it's a fair trade for like a normal league, but yeah. I didn't. But that's the funny thing. I didn't know. I had no idea I what a care. I thought it was just draft picks. He told me it's like a rollover league. Whatever. I was like, okay. And people were asking me like, do you know? I'm like, I guess it's just the draft picks next year. You can trade or like exchange them. And then the deal was done. And like two days later, a reader hits me up and he goes, "Dude, like you fucked me. You fucked me." And I was like, "What are you talking about, dude?" He's like, "It's a keeper <laughs> league." I'm like, "Yeah. Well, what, what do you mean? How did I fuck?" He's like, "You get to keep two players next year." You fucking knew that. And I was like, dude, I swear to God, I did not know that. Dude, I was the one that told Nick that. I was uh, like, I was like FaceTiming Nick, or we were on this Zoom call watching like the Leafs game or something. Yeah. And uh, I was like, dude, I cannot believe you gave up McDavid in a keeper league. He's like, well, I'm just going to redraft him next year. I was like, no, you're not. He's gone forever. Like, no one's going to get McDavid now. Like, I was like, what, what, what do you mean? What do you mean? I was like, well, you, everybody goes back into the draft except for two players. So you get to protect two players and then everyone goes back in. And he's like, no, he's like, yeah, dude, you lost McDavid. He's like, Hein screwed me. I knew, I knew. Yeah, I, I was didn't like, know. I was like, there's no know. way Hein knew. Yeah, I would feel so bad if I did that to to a friend, even just a normal person. I'd be, I'd feel bad, just guilty. But yeah, no, I had no idea. But it's actually I mean, funny because like, I was right supposed side. to have. You got McDavid now. Yeah, I was supposed <laughs> to have first overall pick, but Zach being the <laughs> wasn't my fault. Wasn't Bullshit. my fault. No, I'm not taking credibility for that. Uh, it, uh, that's on Yahoo. No. So we did a live like hat, like a draw of the hattery. They recorded a video of like drawing the names out of the hat. I get first overall. I'm like, this is going to be a good yeah. year. Build a team around McDavid. I go to do the the draft. I enter the room. I'm like seventh pick. I'm like, <laughs> what is going on here? Man, Biz, I went from sixth to third. And I was like, well, I feel and bad. Had I known it was a keeper league, I probably would have yeah. had a tantrum and just left the fucking oh. league. <laughs> and then hey, the it first worked time. out in your favor though. <laughs> the first time we put in or like hind and uh reader submitted the trade we all yeah. rejected it 
<laughs> Hein text he texts a group and he's just rattled. He's like, "This is a sick joke of a league." Yeah, I was like, "I was like, first I get robbed of this fucking first overall pick, pardon the French, and then I get you turning down a fair trade on paper. This is ridiculous." <laughs> yeah. And then we resubmitted, went through, and then two days later, after that, he hit me up yelling at me, thinking I screwed him over when I didn't. He had four days yeah. to figure out that what a keeper league is. Like, if you don't know, like we definitely yeah. mentioned keeper league. So I gotta look give it him up. kudos though. I gotta give him kudos. I'm not sure the league would went along with it, but. You know, he said he was going to honor the trade once he found out. Like, he, he could have tried to yeah. lobby for vetoes, and he didn't do that. I got to give credit where credit's due. Yeah. I don't know what we would have done. What a moral dilemma you faced there. <laughs> yeah, he asked like for that, it back. It's oh. like that one, that you know, ethics case everyone always talks about. I keep forgetting the name of it, but the train tracks. It's like you got three people on the train track, so the train's going to kill you. You can pull a lever, and only one person will die. Like, go on the other track. It's the same magnitude in fantasy hockey here, folks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the exact same thing. Via rail's coming in hot. I know I would have been voting against it. So I would have got everyone to vote against if that was me making that trade. So <laughs> I oh, yeah, we already, we already, we already decided you're a scumbag. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Bismack, you played, uh, how close were you to Cleveland when you were playing with mentor? 25 minutes. Okay. So you Browns fan. I actually, I, I have grown to like the Browns. Yeah. A lot. Oh I'm, yeah. I'm mostly a bills fan, but, uh, the Browns have yeah, grown on a lot on me recently. So. Did you watch the game yesterday? I did, yes. What did you they think? Were, I thought they were going to win it, to be honest, when Mahomes went oh, down. Same. They had them. They had they had Kansas City on the ropes, and they let them off easy. So They had Chad so, Henney for a quarter and a half, and you can't yeah. beat them. That's, oh, that's taking that, that crown-to-crown hit, though, on the, on the fumble. Okay, the yeah, track. so let me get into that. The NFL is – they're big into player safety yeah. lately because – you know, studies are coming out that are showing that players like retired players within their leagues are, they've got uh, basically messed up brains for lack of better terms. We've yeah. got uh, post-concussion syndrome. They're having issues. CT yeah. is the big one. Yeah, yeah CT, yeah. exactly. And what's going on is th- there's a helmet on helmet hit. It's called targeting. That's the play. Yeah. You cannot do that in the NFL. In uh, the NCAA, you actually get ejected for a uh, helmet-on-helmet hit. That's how, I mean, strict these football leagues are getting with it now. But that's not a reviewable play in the NFL, which is absolutely insane. Like, you talk about, like, player safety and how it's such a grave concern. You don't want to see any of your players have their careers and their lives affected because of, uh, you know, head injuries. And then you you don't allow these plays to be reviewable. If you allow it to be, like, reviewable, it's – it doesn't solve the problem of it happening in the first place, but it, it means that you're not going to be able to get away with it as much. Mm. So it's probably going to limit it in the game as well, but that yeah. play, it actually ended up costing the Browns in my opinion. Yeah. You can't blame it all on one Big play, but, but I think it was, cost the, that was a huge momentum swing. Yeah. So, 100% it was like, they were what down, down nine at the time that would have been down, down two, probably. They were down and, 13. It was 16, three. At the was time, it at that time, I thought they had ten at the time when they got that. Cause no, because then, then Kansas City hit another field goal right after it. I think it was nineteen ten, and they would have had it nineteen seventeen. But Kansas City came back the other way and got a field goal to make it twenty two ten. Because of the touchback rule, which is also the yeah. dumbest rule. Yeah, I thought that uh, trickled over into the into the start of the second quarter. There, let me pull it up here. The Browns, no, the Browns. It was nineteen uh, three at the end oh, of the. Was it? Yeah. At the end of the second quarter there. So, yeah, essentially what happened is Cleveland with a minute and a half left, 
this guy comes in and he hits the Cleveland receiver on the one yard line. Yeah. He knocks the ball loose. The ball goes out of bounds through the end zone. So that's called a touchback. That's a loss of possession for the offensive team. So Cleveland loses the ball. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs get it at the 20 yard line. And uh, Kansas City went down and they put up a, a field goal, three points. So that made the lead 19 to three instead of what probably would have been 16 10. And the Browns had possession. Uh, they were the re- returning team at the start of the second quarter there, or st- second half. So yeah. basically make that play reviewable. And I think that the Browns, I mean, you can't say that they're going to win that game because there's so many things that go into a game, but that's mm-hmm. a huge swing and it's definitely possible. Yeah. Well, how about, uh, how about Tom Brady? I bet on him. I knew he's the, the horse I wanted to bet on and he pulls it off two touchdowns. No, uh, no interceptions. And Drew Brees yeah, kind of showing crazy. his age in that game. One touchdown, three interceptions. Yeah. Do you think it's his last game? Yeah. Did you see I, what I happened? Did you, yeah. Did you see did what you, happened at the end of the game? Yeah, after the game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So Brees is uh, Brees and Brady met after yeah. met on the field a couple minutes after the end of the game, and they Brady was throwing the ball to like Brees' kids, and they they hugged each other in a nice little embrace, and then uh, Brady hugged his wife as well. And, and you know what? I think that's the end for Drew Brees. He's He's thrown for 80,000 yards in his career. Like, that's yeah. insane. Uh, everyone thought he was too small. So it's it's been an incredible career for him. I was actually in New Orleans when the Saints won the uh, the Super Bowl back in, I think it was 09. Mm-hmm. I was too young to really know what was going on. But well, yeah, he's, just he's one of the that. best all time. He's holds the NFL record for career passing yards, TD passes, and completions. So it's yeah. he's had a wonderful career. He's got that Super Bowl ring. And, uh, you know, I, I bet this isn't the way he wanted to go. It obviously, they only had like no. 4,000 fans there in attendance. So unfortunate, but a hell of a career and uh, hats off to him. Absolutely. So real talk though, what do you think about Mahomes going down? Oh man, he was stunned. I was, it looked like a really innocent play. Like, I don't think there was any intent. I guess uh, I was watching pressers after the game and I think it was Miles Garrett was saying that uh, Travis Kelsey, who's uh, the chief's tight end was pissed off at uh, whoever it was on Cleveland that laid the tackle. But I mean, there was the Cleveland guy basically wrapped him up and took him to the ground with him. So. Yeah. It's so hard on that kind of play too, right? Like Mahomes was going down. Like he, the guy came at him with momentum. Like it's not intentional. You could see he wasn't intentionally trying to hurt Mahomes. Like he Mm -hmm. was just trying to get the tackle and the momentum took him over Mahomes. Like that's, that's all in fair play. Like it wasn't his fault, but yeah, Kansas uh, fans are all pissed off. Of I think it was I don't just think Mahomes. Yeah, sorry to cut I don't you think off. But... Is gonna be bad. Yeah, no worries. I don't think Mahomes is going to be back next week, though. I think he will I be. He's done. Andy Reid was saying he was looking good, and he was. You yeah. saw him jogging off at the end there. Hind, what were you going to say? Yeah. I was just going to say. I think he was more so in the how the way and the arm was in there with his neck, kind of yeah. putting oh, okay. pressure on that part can make you lightheaded because you're cutting off blood circulation to the head, mm-hmm. uh, uh, more so than the actual. I hit itself to the head. I watched it in slow-mo and real time a few times and I didn't see any drastic contact to the head where you have that whipping motion mm-hmm. where it actually, mm-hmm. yeah. the brain would, would move. Um, but I think it would be more so that I think it was more precautionary just to, but at the same time, you know, you, you kind of ask the question, would they, would they do it precautionary in that situation? But then they're to them. It's like, we've just signed this guy to a huge deal. He's already won us the Super Bowl. Why even risk it? Right. Yeah. It's one year. Why even risk it? So I like to think that if he does play, they're not going to take a risk on his on his brain health. Yeah. We just kind of talked about CT and everything like that. But who knows if uh, if he is playing? I think I think they're gonna 
beat the Bills, and uh, if he's not, I think the Bills are gonna just steamroll him. Honestly, I think I think even if he does play, the Bills might win. Like this is the best Bills team they've had. I don't think they're gonna steamroll him though. No, they won't. It'll be a really good game. It'll be competitive for sure. I'm excited. Who you got? Bucks, Packers. Who you taking? Ooh, that's a good one. I don't know. I think the Packers might win that one. To be honest, I like Brady, but I think Rogers. It's Rogers' time. He said he had a year too. Yeah. 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 I'd be happy if he won this year. Yeah. I mean. To a point, I hope if it's the Bills versus Packers in the finals, I I, I want to see the Bills win, obviously. But yeah, yeah. Good. I called it when the Bills yeah. picked up Stefan Diggs in the offseason that that was a hell of a move, and the Bills are going to be. Oh yeah, crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I think we should uh, wrap it up here with you, Bismack. Appreciate you coming on. Yeah. I love the stories. Love your uh, the path that you've taken. It's <laughs> it's been a grind for yeah. you. I hope you sign yeah, with another grind. team soon. Anyone right, want to shout you. out? Uh, no, no, no one, no one, no one in particular. So we're good. Shut up, BJ. Not even your old lady. <laughs> nah. Chivalry is dead. Chivalry is dead. All right, boys. All right. See you, buddy. Chat to you. Thanks. Thanks for having me. So thanks to BMAC for coming on again, and uh, best of luck when hockey does get fired up. Hopefully you can find. Hopefully you can find yourself situated in uh, hopefully Sweden Division Two this year. But moving on. What else do we got this week? We got the inauguration coming up of Joe Biden on Wednesday, the 20th. What are you thinking, Zach? Tell me. Uh, I haven't followed it too much. Kind of a little bit sick of American politics. There's, I feel it's that. just, it's just so negative. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to cut the negativity out a little bit sometimes, but yeah, I, I'll do some research and I'll, maybe I'll watch the inauguration uh, on the 20th. Cause I don't, I don't have much else to do other than that nowadays. Um, I think it's it's going to be interesting. Though I heard there's a huge national guard presence in the United or in uh, DC in the capital there, and it, it's going to be interesting to see. I wonder if there's going to be any fireworks, literally. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I totally understand what you're saying about the negativity. I took a break. I took a hiatus probably four months ago. And yeah. I just kind of even last, I just had to take a break from politics altogether, especially American politics. But there's something big that's actually come about with Biden. There's news that came out today that he's planning on canceling the Keystone XL pipeline. I saw that. First in office, which have terrible repercussions for Alberta in particular, but Canada as well. So essentially for those not familiar with the, the Keystone XL pipeline, it essentially is going to add an extension from Hardisti, I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly, Alberta through Montana and Nebraska, then it's going to meet up towards the bottom of Nebraska with the existing pipeline from Alberta down into the States that leads into Houston. Um, it's been a big financial commitment thus far, $1.5 billion with up to $6 billion in guaranteed loans on behalf of the Alberta government that have already gone into the pipeline. And I believe the pipeline has already crossed the threshold between Canada and the United States. So, <clears throat> excuse me. The questions that remain is, what rights does Canada have under the new North America free trade agreement? It's not NAPS. It's like the, what is it? The CA, blah, 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 MCA. It's, it's the like a free exchange. USMCA, yeah. I believe. So, but with that and, and other trade agreements in place, there there is going to be legal action, I believe, for Canada if this is canceled, at least to get most of their money back and their investment uh, secured. But that's pretty much besides the point that I'm trying to make. It's just, it's a bit scary that you have just a, you have a change of government 
And they just kind of come in there and sweep a deal that's been cemented, right? Between two parties, two governing bodies of nations. And you come in and you kind of say, you know what? Eh, maybe not. I'm going to sweep that on the rug. Screw you. Uh, screw my most important uh, ally and, and trade partner. Uh, see you later. Cause I need to appease people on the far left of my party. It's just rubbing me the wrong way. And if you're Canadian, I don't care if you're pro oil or not, you can actually look up there's tons of reports from reputable financial institutions on uh, the dwindling of the uses of oil over the next few years. And up in the mid 2035s, we're still going to be dependent on oil. And that's, and that's a mid tier projection. So, you know, there obviously is best case that we accelerate that or worst case, well, depending on your stance, but realistically up into the mid 2030s, we're still going to be dependent on oil quite heavily. And we're going to be through that transition of going into more green energy, but don't be ignorant. And kind of sit back and say, you know, F Alberta, F oil, it's dirty, this, that, the third, it's just life isn't that clean, cut and dry. So you have something like this that's going to affect the Alberta economy and the Canadian economy drastically. And essentially the United States and the most important, important person in the world, essentially with the most power, it's just kind of going back in a deal and it's rubbing me the wrong way for sure. So something you mentioned in that, uh, that little briefing there, I'll call it, was, mm-hmm. uh, a deal between two parties. I don't think this, I mean, you can consider it a deal between two parties, but foremost to me, it's a deal between two nations. Well, uh, a party can be anyone in a deal, right? So it's just like two separate groups. Oh, okay. I thought you meant political oh, yeah. parties and like specifically. I meant more in like the uh, legal term of party. So just so yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, it seems it's bigger to me than that, than just the two political parties. Oh and, yeah, for sure. You know, the last time when Trump like placed tariffs and stuff on uh, Canadian goods, we saw Trudeau kind of strike back and I, I hope he's not uh, soft with Biden. I think maybe he might be a little bit because he's trying to build a, a relationship with the new president, right? It's, I mean, it, it makes sense to do as long as it doesn't come at the expense of basically the entire province of Alberta. Um, yeah. No matter how we look at it, uh, whether you agree with it or not, Alberta's economy is oil. It's, it's the second biggest, no, third biggest economy in, in, Canada, it's Ontario, then either Quebec, Alberta, they're interchangeable. I believe the two for who's second, third, but yeah. And, and oil makes the majority of that. So it's, it's yeah. crucial to the success of not only Alberta, but Canada, uh, whether you agree with, you know, oil or not, we're obviously Trudeau's and the Paris agreement, everyone's trying to kind of ease away from it and get into more renewable energy and cleaner resources. But the fact of the matter is, like you stated, it's not going to happen within the next year or two, we need to look into the future. And this is something that's big for the economy in Canada. And why not work with Canada, a nation that is proving themselves to be valiant when it comes in, comes to taking care of the environment. So, you know, there's going to be proper standards in place. Absolutely. Pertaining to the transportation of oil. So, so is you he... rather be getting their oil from Canada than the Saudis who don't really care about the environment? It doesn't, it doesn't really add up to me. You know, he's trying to basically appease the, the far left on the party who's yelling and, down the back of his throat, breathing down the back of his throat saying, Hey, we want this done now. We want this done now. Green energy, green energy. When it's just, it's not realistic. So is it uh, also relative to the pipeline goes across native American uh, heritage lands? Is that. That's more of a Canadian issue, I believe. Oh, okay. Which has yeah. clearly been sorted since, I mean, the pipeline. Yeah, it, it ratified went in Canada. Dis- yeah. Despite, uh, despite that. So it's just a bit of a mess. I really hope it doesn't get canceled just, for the Canadian economy, especially for Alberta. And if it does, 
I really hope Trudeau puts his foot down. I know he's not a big fan of Alberta. That's evident in his policy. But I really hope he puts his foot down because they did say in November the foreign uh, foreign minister or minister of foreign affairs came out and said it was important for the federal government at the time. So I still I hope that still holds true. And they well, you know who our new minister of foreign affairs is, eh? Yeah, what's the name again? Mark Garneau. He's not from based off his Transport Canada uh, posting. He's not going to do anything. So. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's a tough but, look for uh, us. Yeah, tough look for us. But but on to better news. We don't really have much else to discuss today. We had a pretty good interview. On to better news. Something lighter. A blind man has regained his sight after receiving the first implant worldwide of an artificial cornea developed by Israeli startup Corneat Vision. What are you thinking on that? Invest. Invest yeah, in that startup. Yeah. If they're able to... I mean, I think I said it a couple episodes ago that science is incredible. Uh, and this just goes to show you that the stuff that we're able to accomplish with science, literally bringing back a blind, like a blind man's vision is incredible. Uh, so it's, it just goes to show how far that our, our civilization has come and how much further we have yet to go. Because I'm sure if you look back a hundred years from now, it'll be like, it took them that long to figure it out, you know? So yeah, it's, well, it's incredible. We, we, we reach every new era quicker than the last like we we accelerate how quickly we're jumping from era to era. And it's just, mm-hmm. it'll, it's, it'll just continue to perpetuate like that. So, but there's also news of the province opening a new hospital in Ontario, but I say we save that for, for next episode. We're a bit yeah. tired. I think it was a good interview and I don't Lively. really feel like talking about anything political at all right now. So, and I mean, the Leafs game starts, uh, starts in a couple of minutes. So we got to dial in on that. Yeah, well, the Habs don't play until nine tonight. So who are they playing? Nucks? Uh, Oilers again. Oilers It'll be again. another smackdown. I need Jaisaito to come up big. I'm uh, trailing behind Keegan Fantasy this week, so. Well, I got mixed alliances now, obviously, or allegiances rather. I. I yeah, McDavid active, one, but I want and I have Tyson Berry and Nugent Hopkins. <laughs> so <laughs> if they do concede any goals, or it has, they have to be involved. Talk about riding with one team. Did you pick up uh, Josh Anderson too? Yep. Man, I was going to pick him up. I saw him sitting yeah. there as a free agent. I was like, I kind of like that, but. No, he's looking sick, man. But it was a. Uh, it's funny. There was that picture I think Spit and Chicklet shared on on Twitter, and it was Barry Nugent Hopkins and McDavid all celebrating a goal. And I was like, "That's so." But it was before the trade went through. I was going <laughs> to send it to the group, but I didn't want to, you know, cause a ruckus. Yeah, we we vetoed again for the second time. Yeah, yeah. So I uh, <laughs> I'm going to send it to the group. It's hilarious. I love it. All right. Well, good luck to your guys tonight. I hope they uh, hope McDavid has a big night. Just feeding pucks to dry suddenly fills the Habs net. I think that's uh, that's all we got for today. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Episode 11. Let's wrap it up. Yeah, we'll catch you in the next one. Adios.